1: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler. Carol G., Juan
3: Gabriel,
4: Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart topping canciones, and drama?
3: Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Boom! What up, America?
5: Doug Gottlieb show. Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com. We'll help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast-free, shipping-free, road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Um, Hey, here's a new kind of plot twist. You know, I, I oftentimes my sports takes, I'm called a racist. I love it. Um, I love it because uh, it infuriates me to no end, but only proves the point of when people... You know, they, they search for that to be their first knee jerk. I don't know if you guys know this. I was called the opposite of a racist moments ago on my direct messages. Um, John Hart. Here's the guy's name. The guy's name is John Hart. His Twitter handle is at J-H-H-A-R-T-87. Shut the blank up, B. Devante saw him. He was just being a baboon. Okay. Now here's the first thing, John. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope you didn't mean it in the way that it came across. But a baboon is, I don't know, is it in the monkey family? I don't know. But it generally kind of is. You know what you should never do? You should never call anybody of any race, anything, any sort of animal that's seen as a derogatory stereotype. And especially a black man a baboon. So that's kind of a mistake by you and you should be embarrassed by it. <laughs> then he goes on. Tell me you're liberal without telling me you're liberal. It's funny cuz I'm not actually liberal, but that's okay. Fox is a disgrace for having you on their platform. Okay. Your take of uh, on Adams is incomprehensible. Now that actually, that actually is good. Like, oh, it's incomprehensible. That's where you start. Hey, you, hey Doug, your take on Adams is incomprehensible. Fo- Fox is a disgrace for having you on. You want that? That's fine. If it was another star player of a different race, you'd be calling for his head. You're the Don Lemon of Fox Sports. If it was a police officer, security guard, you think he would have pushed him? No, he pushed him because he's a B like you. Okay, well, I think, and it helped me out because I have trouble reading, not reading in general, sometimes I do, um, but I have trouble understanding sometimes what people infer. I believe Jason Stewart, what he's uh, inferring is that like I'm a race baiter and that because Devontae's black and the guy he's pushed is white, that I'm brushing it aside, right? Is that am yes. I inferring
6: correctly? That's exactly what he's doing.
5: Yep. And and Don Lemon is of that I I don't I don't watch Don Lemon. I I know a little bit about him. I don't I'm not a huge Don Lemon guy, whatever. But that would be that that's considered an insult because Don Lemon is super, super liberal, at, uh, victim creating victimhood kind of commentary on CNN. Fair?
6: Yeah. If you consume uh, Fox News, Don Lemon is the, uh, the, an- antithesis the antithesis of that those politics. Okay. He, a couple things here, Johnny. Uh, first of all,
5: like, I'm going to have to tweet this one out so that people can see, and it's not going to be good for you because you did put a baboon. Like, that's a bad deal. Secondly... Um, I'm I'm so used to being called a racist that being called an uh uh what would I be called now um I don't know whatever the opposite of that is this is weird it's just a weird space for me because I'm neither racist nor I'm an anti-racist but everybody's anti-racist like cancer right aren't you should you be anti-cancer anyway um that one's a weird one to me Uh, if you don't like my take on Devontae Adams it's fine you're wrong. It's okay. This whole thing is just a joke. The district attorney of Kansas City, you're a joke. You're because all you're doing is feeding into this. Just so you know, the cameraman was wrong. This is here's here's what it is. Okay, this is on a major thoroughfare. And like, look in California, which I believe John you you don't like, right? Okay, because all Californians are liberals and they're all bad. No, like and it's going to hell. So if you if you jaywalk and a car hits you, Right? it's actually, you have the right-of-way. The, the jaywalker has the right-of-way. Right? You know, Ramos knows that, right? Because... Um, <laughs> I do. Well, yes, right? Everybody knows, like, you can cross the street anytime you want, and you're actually not at fault in the state of California. Crazy. Crazy. Um, in this particular case, the cameraman was actually at fault. He does not have right-of-way. Okay? In the NFL, the, 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 first of all, the same people, the same city... Is charging him, they, they, have they done any investigation of people throwing bottles at the players and walking out the field? No. The guy's not supposed to be walking there. You can walk there, not when the players. Get out of the way, here come the players. There's supposed to be security guys. There's a Raider security guy there right there next. What the hell is that guy doing there? Why are you, what are we doing here? And I think what you can find now, which is just great that he's bringing it up, is that my commentary, my takes, don't have anything to do with race. They never have. So is it a blind spot to me? Probably, right? I should be probably more sensitive and thoughtful about, hey, when you make comments about a black person, a white person or whatever, like, but I don't actually care. i do really not care because I don't carry any Ra- racial Bat, ba- He's done zero wrong. He took less money to leave Green Bay to go to Vegas. Has nothing to do with this particular story, but if you can find a negative Devontae Adams story, congrats, you, you got to do some digging. I don't know of any. He's walking out the field. Guy walks his way, bumps into him. The Raider guy goes to get in the locker room, he goes, he helps him up, and that's it. That's that's it. That's that, that that's the end of the story. I, I don't know what else there is for you. I truly do not. So, kind of sad. More than kind of sad. Totally sad. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to, from, to you from the Tyreck.com studios. Um, all right, so we have the Cowboys, they're gonna take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Who's gonna be their quarterback? Here's Jarrah.
7: Uh, is the number one quarterback, is our our guy. Uh, But isn't it great that somebody came in and played well enough so that we can ask that question? That's my point. I have no idea whether he'll line up against Philadelphia or not, but he'll get better. And what's inspirational here is that uh, we got a lot of good players that didn't play today that we've got help on the way with. Cooper Rush and the Dak uh, Prescott, Syndrome, so to speak, that deal is very uh, a fingerprint of this team.
5: Okay, so um, was he on? Like, is he in the middle of a freeway? Where, where was he there? That was the loudest. That, that thing. was
6: that was in the tunnel after Sunday night's game. Okay, that was what. That um, was. We're attempting to get you the most recent sound about spinning it. Oh, when you say he's got to spin it,
5: um. All right, we got. I, okay, you got the you got the spinning it. All right, here's Can the he deal. zip
7: the ball out there and uh, make the throw? We'll start working on that uh, Wednesday real hard. He's certainly doing the kinds of things medically that you want to do, but can he spin the ball? Uh, we know Dak Prescott can play, and we know he'll be ready to play the minute he gets a chance to go in the game. Can he spin the ball? We'll see.
5: Can he spin the ball? We'll see. Um again, full disclosure, and you can go back and if you guys want to pull the audio, when Dak was first Dak and he won 13 games his rookie year, I was the one when Romo was back healthy going, like, I think they should go to Romo. He'll help him win the playoffs. He's a better quarterback. I'll stick by that. Romo is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is seen as a as a great leader. And he's the he's the leader of the of the Dallas Cowboys, which makes it hard for on board with my thought on Dak, which is he's good, but He gets exposed when they play against the best. Look at his record far below 500 when they play against teams that have an above 500 record or playoff teams. It's even worse. So I've never been huge in the Dak Prescott, but, but all the things that Jerry's saying are accurate. You do want a backup to come in and play well enough to where there's at least a conversation. And you don't want to stick Dak out there until he's right, because that's what, and I, I think we're now seeing there was more to the Russell Wilson thing last year. But anybody who watched, remember Russell Wilson, similar injury last year, came back, thought to come back too early, and he was not particularly good down the stretch, right? So I think that's what they want to avoid. And I think that's completely understandable. And uh, Jerry opened it up with Jerry saying he won a quarterback controversy. Whatever. Jerry's, what he's saying or what he means, what the senator meant to say was, He hopes that Cooper Rush plays so well that somebody would say, hey, maybe we stick with Cooper Rush. The reality is, this is why you get that big contract. That's essentially untradeable. It's the same thing with college football coaches, college basketball. Like, why did Jimbo Fisher have to get $95 million to leave Florida State? Like, why not just take a three- or four-year deal, whatever? You get that kind of, so that when you have a bad year, when you have a quarterback that gets hurt, you can survive it. You understand you can you can survive it, and they can't just can't just have a bad year. That's what happened to uh, at Notre Dame with uh, Brian Kelly, right? Remember they had that one four win year, but he had such a big contract, like twenty five million to buy him out. Like nah, and then he turned that thing around. That's the same reason that you'd have that as a quarterback have such a big contract that they can't they can't cut you. They can't cut you. So I know in some people's minds, like well, you know, Dak Prescott makes twenty five million. This guy makes nothing. If we get rid of Dak, you can spread that money elsewhere. Reality is it's not a cuttable, tradable contract. Reality is he's the leader of a team. You're going to sink or swim. But the big question I have, and I think most people have, is this. The, the play calling has been generally conservative, right? Heavy on the run, conservative play calling. Every once in a while, you take a deep shot to C.D. Lamb. This reminds me of, and I don't know if you guys know this, um, so I've, I've become kind of friendly with Troy Palomalu and Troy and I, the connective tissue is not only our sons play basketball and now flag uh, football together, but we also both trained with a guy named Marv Murnovich. So Marv, was Todd Murnovich's dad, was a former strength coach of the Rams, and Marv was way ahead of his time in strength training, way ahead of his time, and one of the things that he believed that now people do is, it's like, you guys ever do any balance training, right? You do a wobble board or um, you know, any, any sorts of kind of balanced training within what you're doing for your normal training. 25 years ago, I was doing that. And, and many of our exercises we did were actually rehab exercises. And while that sounds incredibly bizarre, the idea was, why would we isolate uh, where we've had injuries, try and build up the whole body to make sure that it's right, and it's balanced and it's strong and it's explosive only when we do rehab. Well, I think you use the exact same idea. And by the way, now everybody, uh, regiment. the same should be true for Dak Prescott. Why should we only have this kind of conservative, occasionally cute play, um, try and be heavy on the run. Every once in a while, a deep pop, a, 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 a deep shot. Why not use that as your kind of base? Even when you have Dak Prescott, that I think is the real challenge.
6: start listening.
8: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. Okay, this is Steve Kerr yesterday uh, giving us an update on the status of Draymond Green
7: on Thursday. He's been fined. He will not be suspended. I expect him to play Friday in our last preseason game and and on opening night. I can tell you there have been a lot of conversations, individual one-on-one discussions, players-only discussions, everything that you can think of, all the different combinations that are possible to have in a conversation. We've we've had them. It's been an exhaustive uh, process. We feel like we have a great feel for our team, you know, we've got uh, a lot of continuity on this team. So, Bob and I know our players extremely well. And we feel like this is the best way, after assessing everything, for us to move forward. It's never easy. No matter what decision you make in a situation like this, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, this is the biggest crisis that we've ever had um, since I've been coach here. It's really serious stuff.
5: I I, I, I like. Steve Kerr's candor. I really do. And he said like, "Look, this is the biggest crisis we ever had and we're not going to be perfect. But this is what we decided to do and this is major important stuff." It's weird though. They didn't suspend him at all. Bobby Portis and I know that Miritich missed 23 games and went to the hospital and had uh, fractures, but like we re- it's just it strikes me as weird. Let's welcome in Mark Medina, works for NBA Media, he also is our Fox Sports Radio uh, NBA Insider. What's your reaction, to what they've decided to do.
9: Yeah, Doug, um, I have two reactions. Uh, On the surface, I feel very conflicted and disappointed. Uh, But also knowing how the Warriors operate, I understand why they're doing what they're doing. So I'll explain further here. You know why I'm disappointed? Look, uh, you hit on the head. He could have been suspended. Uh, He got suspended for his argument with Kevin Durant with crossing over the lines and making things personal and, you know, outlaying a lot of expletives in the process. Uh, Yet this doesn't get a suspension. This incident is a lot worse with punching a teammate that could have caused even more damage than it already did. But the reason why I do understand why this happened was uh, a few things. They talked with everyone involved, including Jordan Poole. He had a prominent voice in all this in group discussions and individual discussions. Um, you know, I think that they're relatively comforted with the fact that you know Draymond spoke to the media for 40 minutes, took complete ownership, didn't make excuses, was contrite, and issued public apologies to Jordan Poole and the family. I know that you know they're obviously waiting to see how this plays out the entire season. That it goes beyond just words and also actions. But I think the last thing is, I think the Warriors pragmatically know that it's not just about, oh, we need to have Draymond because he's going to help us win a championship or defend it. Um, It's also knowing that you know Draymond has basically liquidated all his equity here because of this incident, and he's not getting a contract extension right now. So if he wants to make do, he has to be at his absolute best, both with his play and his performance. And if he doesn't, he's going to face the indirect punishment of you know, not being part of the Warriors anymore. So, uh, on one hand, I did feel like, oh, wow, this is very sudden that he's all, all, all you know, quickly back on the team. But I also understand the layers to it.
5: Uh, Mark, your, your commentary is way too good to have on this phone line. So I'm going to hold. I'm going to put you on hold for a second. We're going to try and uh, re-rack you or whatever the actual term is. I don't know. John Ramos will fix it because that's what John Ramos does the, the whole time. Is he's our tactical director? Stu Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. It's a, it's an it's a really interesting thought, right? It's like the ultimate punishment is going to potentially come in his contract extension or lack thereof. Um which is and that happens in my workspace and i guess it would happen in yours which is the old you keep your job you lose your career you ever, you ever heard that expression keep your job you lose your career and that, that happens to some people where you know in the immediate in the short term like ah we can't really get rid of them but eventually you know eventually we kind of run them off if you will um, I, I i don't know if it plays out like that because that's not usually we're very result based in the nba and as much as this seems like a big deal now it it very well very well could, uh, could, could not be a big thing in the future. So I, I guess I, I, I like the idea of it, Mark, which is, hey, this may hurt him in terms of a contract extension if he stays with the Warriors, if he goes elsewhere. But at the end of the day, we're, that's like nine months away. Doesn't it just come down to how he plays and if they win?
9: Yeah, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, I think to piggyback off of the point I was making, uh, it, there is some uneasiness that I have of, hey, does this send a message that they're complicit with Draymond's behavior? I mean, Bob Myers has also talked about a lot of, hey, we have historical equity. And when you're in relationships and someone makes a mistake, well, that's what that equity is for. But at some point, the equity has to, uh, you know, disappear. And you can't allow that as excuses to make behavior. But, I think furthering this analogy, I think that basically his equity is now at zero, and the next time there's something that happens, uh, he's he's obviously going to pay the consequence. So um, I think that the thing that's very important here is, you know, the fact that Jordan Poole is an important voice with all this. I mean, they had multiple conversations, you know, with players. You know, obviously the star guys with Steph and Andre and Clay Thompson and, you know, Steve Kerr and Bob Myers are talking, but Jordan Poole was very much part of this process. So, uh, my hunch is that if he raised any issues about this, they would have listened to it because, you know, he was obviously the victim here and he's part of the future. Um, And I also know that they've also put it in his court about, hey, when do you want to speak about this incident with the media? The fact that he has been silent doesn't mean that they're telling him, hey, we don't want you to talk. It's been more of the opposite. So, Not a lot of easy answers. I have mixed feelings, but I do get why they've responded based on the cards they've been dealt.
7: I'm
5: sure you've seen it. There's the video of the Brooklyn Nets. They did some appearance outside, and Ben Simmons grabs the ball and shoots it, (laughs) and and, um, he misses the hoop by a good two or three feet, right? And one of his teammates catches it and lays it in or whatever, So maybe it's an alley-oop, but it sure didn't look like it. What are your reports out of Brooklyn? Uh, That dumpster fire over the summer, is it still smoldering?
9: Yeah. Hell of an alley-oop pass, right? No. uh, Look, this is troubling because this uh, is another signal that you know Ben Simmons is still the same person that we thought he was, right? He's really good as a passer and defender, but he just has made no inroads as not only being a good shooter, but a willing shooter. And you know, I know that Steve Nash, the Nets' coach, he's trying to publicly pump him up and say, "Hey, look, we don't need Ben Simmons to shoot when we have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the team." But that's the same line that you know Brett Brown and Doc Rivers followed in Philadelphia. And at some at at some point, like a player has to be held accountable for things that they do well and things they don't do well. And there, no one's asking Ben Simmons to be one of the dominant scorers in the league. They just need him to be a somewhat of a scoring threat and willing shooter. And he just hasn't been able to do that. So uh, my sense is, you know, this is the Nets trying to make the best of what they have and leaning on the fact that there is a window that because of the talent that they have, they can be a a contender in the East because of Kyrie and, and Simmons and Durant. But I think there's just so many question marks about each player whether it's Kyrie's availability and Durant's health and Simmons' weaknesses with his shooting, that leaves me skeptical. So uh, I'm sure that during this season, as this plays out, there won't be as many of those excuses because the same thing happened in Philly.
5: Um, okay, let's go to the Lakers, another fun fun, fun topic. Um, w- early season is going to be really telling, right? Because their schedule is kind of soft. So if they're at 500 early in the year, it's not going to bode well because – The TV games, the bigger games, the better teams are in the second half of the season. What are your reports on the Lakers' new coach and some new personnel?
9: Yeah, I was at Lakers' shoot-around today and have stopped at practices and preseason games so far. And, you know, the vibe is, you know, better than last season. But I don't know if that's saying much. I mean, one preseason vibe is always usually positive, right? Um, You know, I think in fairness to them, there is uh, encouraging signs about just how Darvin Ham is as a first-year head coach, the command he uh, can gain in the locker room and the respect he has uh, and the relationships he's formed with the players, I think that there's more of a buy-in for what he's asking. And look, uh, it's only on the margins as far as the roster goes, but uh, they're a lot younger and have been able to move up a, you know, a, a lot quicker up and down the court than last season. But the reality is, for better or for worse, the success or failure is going to hinge on LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, not only being healthy but being effective. And, you know, you've seen signs of that, but I don't think it's really game-changing enough. I think it's enough to show some relative improvement from last season, but really nothing more to, you know, have a fighter's chance to make the play-in tournament. And, you know, obviously, as you know, Doug, that's not kind of how the Lakers and LeBron James historically uh, deem a successful season.
5: Um, in football, everybody we talked to said the Bills, when they go around, they went around, they said the Bills are the best team and it's played out so far. We'll see that they take on the Chiefs the, uh, this the, this week. Um, in, in talking to people in the NBA and in your stops as well, what's the general sense of who the best teams are?
9: Yeah, it's a good question. I think that, you know, this is pre Draymond Great Incident, but there was a feeling that, you know, the, the Warriors and the Clippers were at the top in the West, and then there was some separation after that with Phoenix and Dallas and Denver uh, and Memphis. And, you know, kind of you can really make a case for either the, the, of those teams, three through six, and then the seven through ten teams, you know, making the play in tournament. Lakers, Minnesota, Portland, New Orleans, and you can rearrange the order there as well. Um, You know, I think since the Draymond incident, there is still a strong optimism, not just within the Warriors, but, you know, folks I've talked to on other teams that uh, just through a basketball lens, they can get through this because they still have Steph Curry and the culture, and from a basketball standpoint, they think Draymond and Jordan can coexist. But there's obviously question marks on... Uh, is that enough? Um, you know as far as the east is concerned um, you know I think that the Milwaukee Bucks are the favorite uh, before the mayka situation it seemed like the Celtics were now they've knocked down a peg but as you know as as less than ideal as that is of not having his leadership the reality is they still have the rest of the core together so I think that you know in the east it's really either Milwaukee or Boston and then there's just a lot of question marks about Brooklyn and Philadelphia, they could have a chance, but there's a lot of question marks uh, because there has been the last two seasons in regards to those teams. So with all that, it seems like the West feels more competitive than the East uh, this upcoming season.
5: It, It really does. And one of the teams that no one's talked about being competitive, rightfully so, is Portland, right? I mean, um you know, I mean, like, look, Clippers are my favorite to win it. You got Golden State. I, I don't think Dallas is getting worse. I think they're getting better, even though obviously you lost a talented backcourt mate of Luka. Obviously, Minnesota looks to be pretty good. Denver looks to be outstanding. Phoenix, that's going to be interesting with all their, their stuff going on, but still very talented team. Then you got Portland. I, we, we've seen Utah be blown up in the offseason. What are the chances Portland does the same during the season?
9: Yeah, I don't see it. I've been waiting for. It. But I remember talking to Joe Cronin before the trade deadline last season. Hey, why not do the teardown so you can, you know, obviously get get some picks and start over? And he just said, frankly, hey, we're not we're not ready to do that. We still think that there is a way to, you know, rebuild on the fly. And so, you know, since then, Portland's tried to show that they're not just what they were doing during the Neil O'Shea era, where it was just hey. Shuffle role players in and out around Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. They did make some tough moves with, you know, trading CJ McCollum. Um, but the reality is, this might still be the same story. I mean, Damian Lillard got extended this past offseason. There's optimism he's going to be healthy, and I, I think that'll be fine. But is a combination of a rising young player like Anthony Simons and a rookie in Shaden Sharp and having Nurkic in the front court? Really enough, along with Jeremy Grant, so far in the preseason, they haven't really looked good. So, um, as long as Damian Lillard's healthy, I don't think that they're going to go that route of hey, blowing it up. But if there is an injury, maybe they all of a sudden they do they do that and decide hey, let's maximize our odds to get Victor Webenjana.
0: Uh,
5: Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Awesome insight. Really appreciate
0: you. I appreciate you, Doug, as always. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
6: to start listening.
8: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb show
5: here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we get the Midway upcoming next hour, right? We got Vinny Bonsignor, uh, who covers the Raiders for the uh, Las Vegas Review-Journal. We'll ask him, like, does anybody really take this Devontae Adams thing seriously? Because I sure as hell am not. Uh, plus, wait till what Pat Mahomes said about uh, the roughing the passer, the rash of rushing the passer penalties. Get to all that upcoming. First, though, let's get to game time. game
0: time. This is game time.
3: It's game time.
0: On the Doug Gottlieb
5: Show. Isaac Lowenkron. What do you have, my friend?
0: Doug,
6: I'm telling the truth unless I'm not. Real news, fake news. The San Diego Padres will be limiting tickets to Game 3 and, if necessary, Game 4 of the Division Series against the Dodgers at Petco Park to, quote, verified fans and Padres insiders, unquote, orders from outside, quote, geo-limited areas, unquote, a.k.a. Los Angeles County will be canceled without notice and refunds will be given the san diego padres apparently going to great lengths to keep john ramos away (laughs) true or false wait what is this all regards to i'm sorry
5: laughing because it was so bizarre we what now
6: tickets uh so they will the the san diego padres will not be allowing you to buy tickets if you're from la county If if your credit card billing address is from LA County, they won't allow you to buy tickets. If you're San Diego. That's
5: fake news. They're real and they're 100% true. Yep. How? How can they do that?
6: The, the, well they're already, the, already sold in. No, the the zip code from your credit card billing address. And they also said that uh, What if you
5: what if you what if you used to live in San Diego and now you live in LA and you want to buy Padres tickets then, to watch then, them in the playoffs?
6: Then uh, well, Then that, that that's a good point. Well, that's that's a problem for you too if you're a Padres fan in in Los Angeles and according to this, if you've already bought your tickets from an LA County zip code, they will be canceled. You'll get a refund, but it's going to be canceled. It's it's to keep the Dodgers fans out. It's dumb. Yeah. <laughs>
5: it's dumb. Now I want the Padres to lose. All right. I'm just, I'm just, wondering,
6: I'm just wondering what Dodger fans are going to do to get around that, because you know they will get secondary around Secondary
5: ticket market, right? I mean, most of these are secondary ticket market. Yeah, anymore,
6: right? absolutely. Uh, staying in Major League Baseball, the New York Yankees uh, announcing a short time ago that in the aftermath of Josh— Hold on, hold on, hold on, yes, hold on.
5: Yes, This is the Padres doing this? The actual Padres organization? Yeah. Dear Padres, how about you win something before you bar people from your stadium? Right. How about you don't. How about you do something over your highest paid player in franchise history, testing positive for steroids? You could nullify his contract. You don't. The only thing you're worried about is the Dodgers who live rent free in your head because they've been kicking your ass all season long. Win the game. Don't worry about the stands. This message has been brought to you by Doug Gottlieb Incorporated. It does not necessarily reflect those thoughts of Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports Television. Go ahead.
6: Member FDIC.
5: I'm not even a Dodger fan. Matter of fact, Dodger fans are annoying. Just Padre fans are way more annoying. NFL's is it possible? Daniel Jeremiah ca- canceled on us today. Actually, he had, he says he had something to do. Work came up, whatever. DJ is a good friend of mine. Is it possible that he couldn't come to the phone today because he drowned in his tears losing last night? Is that possible?
6: Uh, Yeah. You yeah. know, he, he is really into the Padres. I mean, really into the Padres. I might hit him up because I think he lives down there He now. could definitely so he could could, buy some tickets. He could buy me some tickets. The New York Yankees just announced that in the aftermath of Josh Donaldson missing a home run by hitting the top of the right field fence in Game 1 last night, they will be changing the ground rules of Yankee Stadium and painting a yellow line on top of the right field fence making similar batted balls a home run moving forward. Now, Major League Baseball bylaws state that home clubs can change ground rules at will as long as they disclose them to the visiting team during the pregame lineup card exchange. The Yankees making some renovations to Yankee Stadium. True or false?
5: That sounds true. You are Uh, fake news. Yeah, I guess you can't change it mid-series, right?
6: (laughs) Actually, it doesn't sound like a, a bad idea. I think it would make the make the game more interesting. But but Doug, I'm surprised because most ballparks have the yellow line on top of the fence. Where was Jeffrey Mayer when they needed him last I, night? Where was Jeffrey Mayer
5: when they needed him? I what, what's interesting is like baseball is the only sport where this this happens, right? Where you can have like uh, we put a tree in left field. Why? I don't know. <laughs> really can we imagine if we did that in other in other sports, right? Like in the NFL it's like, "Uh it, it's 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 100 by 50." Except for this particular field, like there's that real little edge there. There's a there's a mound there. There's a hill there. There's, <laughs> there's a I always mo- like that in basketball, right? Like, why don't we have? Oh, you got like a, there's a tiger over there. In that there's corner, a so moat there. There's a moat. How about moat a moat? That, if we really want to take away corner threes, just build moats in corner threes and then it won't happen anymore.
6: How exciting would sports be if you could have a moat in play with ferocious crocodiles and things like that? All Not right, uh, speed watch. I, I would too. I, I think they tried that once on American Gladiators. Anyway, or was that roller derby? Miami Dolphins players have decided to remove a ping pong table from the locker room at their training facility in order to better focus on their game preparation no longer in Miami real or fake
5: Uh, I don't think the players did I thought Mike McDaniel did so I'm going to say fake
6: they're real,
4: oh. and they're spectacular. So the story is
5: real, but I thought the coach chose to take it
6: away. The story is real, but it was actually the players, the, the team captains, who uh, decided to remove the ping pong table, and it was McDaniel who uh, said he uh, he uh, wholeheartedly approved it. Yeah.
5: Is it possible they're removing the ping pong table to put in a pickleball court? That <laughs> everything else is getting removed for pickleball They're
6: courts? getting an expansion franchise. Yes. Boy, what is <laughs> Mike the Mike McDaniel with-
5: just purchased the
6: <laughs> I'm telling you pickleballs everywhere are you into pickleball i they have in my street
5: my my neighbors have they'll set up a little court and i'll play occasionally um i know like my i i'm grandfathered into a tennis club my dad belonged to and i hadn't been there forever i went and whacked some balls off the machine a couple weeks ago and the they replaced the pool with a pickleball court i kid
6: you not really the pool Yes. yes man Yes. I guess, I guess the maintenance uh, I guess the maintenance on a pickleball port is better than a pool. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen, for this edition of Game huh? Game Time. This
0: is Game Time on the Doug Gottlieb Show.
6: Something you don't know is I'm
5: very good at ping pong. I learned how to play ping pong at, uh, actually, at uh, Camp Shalom. It's my only non-sports camp I ever went to. It was like three weeks in Malibu in the mountains or something. My grandpa paid for it. I was like nine years old. And then all the basketball camps I went to, people played ping pong at night. I'm going to be a good ping pong player. Uh, Pat Mahomes had some interesting thoughts on the roughing the passer penalties. Want to hear them? They're next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. At
2: bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
3: 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do.
1: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G., Juan Gabriel,
4: Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart topping canciones, and drama?